Don't tell me you're going. You said you wouldn't be caught dead. I changed my mind. There is a voice from upstairs. Hey, have you seen my knickers? Harry looks at me sheepishly. I thought you'd gone out. Who is she? An old friend. So you must know her name? Cheryl. Cheryl Taylor. She's a bottle blonde who works behind the bar at the White Horse. She's older than I am. No, she's not. Cheryl is coming down the stairs. I can hear her rummaging in the sitting room. Found them. She arrives in the kitchen, still adjusting the elastic beneath her skirt. Oh, hello. Cheryl, this is my sister, Alicia. Nice to see you again, she says, not meaning it. I excuse myself and go upstairs for a shower. With any luck, Cheryl will be gone by the time I come down. Harry has been living with me for the past two months because it's closer to university. He is supposed to be safeguarding my virtue and helping pay the mortgage, but he's four weeks behind in his rent and is using my spare room as a knocking shop. He yells up the stairs, Hey, sis, I'm taking 20 from your purse. Why? Because when I take it from strangers, they get angry. Very droll. You still owe me rent. Tomorrow. You said that yesterday. And the day before. The front door closes. The house is quiet. Downstairs, I pick up Kate's note again, holding it lightly between my fingertips. Kate Elliot. Her name still makes me smile. One of the strange things about friendship is that time together isn't cancelled out by time apart. You can spend a few hours with someone and they would change your life. Or you can spend a lifetime with a person and remain unchanged. We were born at the same hospital and raised in Bethnal Green in London's East End. Although we managed to more or less avoid each other for the first 13 years. Fate brought us together, if you believe in such things. We became inseparable, almost telepathic. We were partners in crime, stealing beer from her father's fridge, window shopping on the King's Road, eating chips with vinegar on our way home from school. There is no breakup worse than that of best friends. Broken love affairs are painful. Broken marriages are messy. Our breakup was the worst. Now, after eight years, she wants to see me. There should be a law against school reunions. There is never a right time for them. You're either too young or too old or too fat. This isn't even a proper school reunion. Somebody burned down the science classrooms at Oaklands. Now they're opening a brand new block with a junior minister of something or other doing the honours. There is a queue for the mirror in the girls' toilets. Lindsay Saunders leans past me over the sink and rubs lipstick from her teeth. Satisfied, she turns and appraises me. Will you stop acting like a Punjabi princess and loosen up? Have fun! Is that what this is? Lindsay reapplies her lipstick and adjusts her dress. She's been looking forward to the reunion for weeks because of Rocco and Speiser. She fancied him for six years at school, but didn't have the courage to tell him. Did you see Annabelle Trunzo? My God, that dress! And what about her hair? Rocco doesn't even have any hair. Ah, but he's still looking fit. Is he married? Hush your mouth. 
Back in the hall, the lights have been turned down and the music turned up. Spandau Ballet has been replaced by 1980s anthems. The women are wearing a mixture of cocktail dresses and saris. There were always tribes at Oaklands. The whites were a minority. Most of the students were Bangladeshis with a few Pakis and Indians thrown into the mix. I was a curry, a yindu, an elephant trainer. Brown Indian, in case you're wondering. On the far side of the hall, I see Kate arriving. She is pale and striking, with a short, expensive haircut and cheap, sexy shoes. She looks elegant and... Yes, pregnant. I don't want her to see me staring. I turn away. Alicia? Sure, who else? Kate leans forward and kisses my cheek. We're the same age, 29, and the same shape, except for the bump.